everyone. This is Brett from Comeuppance Reviews, and welcome back to the Comeuppance Reviews podcast, episode number 38. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> episode 38? Yes. I, wow. I didn't do Owen Wilson last time. Wow. Right. <laughs> um, so that's Ty. And, uh, oh, yeah. You're Brett. <laughs> yeah. Come on. We've done this 38 times. Yeah. <laughs> So I wanted to mention something uh, before we start with our uh, subject today, which is, so as you know, everyone, you, all these TV shows today are just based off movies. So, you know, now they have, they have Limitless and Snowpiercer and all that stuff. But remember the Dangerous Minds TV show? I remember that it existed. I, I can't ever say that I watched it, but I do remember that it was a thing. Well, it was on ABC. For 17 um, episodes, and then instead of Michelle Pfeiffer, it had Annie Potts. So, <laughs> makes sense. Remember, <laughs> like, oh, we're up to Annie Potts. You know, <laughs> yeah, you don't hear about Annie Potts too much anymore. No, you don't. Um, and then I was well, thinking, may, no, yeah, go ahead. Yes, yeah, <laughs> maybe it was the Dangerous Mind show that kind of killed her career. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's like the, but the real question is, is: Is Coolio involved in any way? It, that's really funny. You mentioned that. Because I was looking into that, and I thought it would be funny if Coolio was on the show. And let's not forget about LV, the other guy who sings in the Gangsta's Paradise song. Right, <laughs> you know, that right. He's overweight, a sweaty guy who sings sweaty Stevie overweight. Wonder. Yeah. <laughs> like I forgot that his name was LV. <laughs> People don't talk about LV um, because I'm not sure what his what that stands for. Do you um, know? <laughs> I, I don't. Maybe it was originally LB. Like pounds, but I thought that was too on the nose, so they changed it to V. I, I don't know. Oh, well, no, it stands for large variety. <laughs> oh, so, oh, so you knew all along and you wanted well, to track Well, me. I just looked it up because I just clicked it. I clicked his name. Oh, okay. So, I just... <laughs> well, as I always tell people, I stopped listening to Kid Rock after Joe C passed away. So, oh. you know. <laughs> Poor no Joe C. C, no, no show. Kiddington Rock or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to save that one for later. Um, but um, all right, so Dangerous Minds show. Is there anything more you want to say about the Dangerous Minds TV show? No, I just remember it was on. It's like, wait, the movie just came out and now they're making a show. But now all they do is make these shows. So usually, I thought that just stood out for some reason. So <laughs> I don't know why I thought of it. <laughs> well, I mean, because it was so ahead of its time. Yeah, it was kind of. Well, Car 54, Where Are You? That was a TV show, and then they made it into a movie. So, well, that's usually how it was for a long time. You know, yeah. like, uh, there would be a TV show, and then they make it into a movie like uh, The Beverly Hillbillies, Flintstones. Um, Mikhail's Navy. Yeah, Mikhail's Navy. All these things they did in the 90s, but that was the 90s, before peak TV, as it's called. Now it's the other way around. You know, so that's just how it is now. Like, what are they going to make next? You know, I don't know, drive the TV show, you know, something like that. <laughs> you know? I don't know if that would work, but, um, uh, no, but I see what you're doing with that. Because I could totally see that maybe on, like, Showtime or, you know, one of these stupid extra channels like HBO Max, drive the TV show. And they somehow get Ryan Gosling. <laughs> they would never get Gosling to no. do that, I don't think. <laughs> They'd have to get, like, Annie Potts or some sort of Ray replacement Potts. person. <laughs> Maybe you can get like a himbo guy. Like, uh, who's the guy we keep seeing in these movies? Sean Ferris. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Ferris as Ryan Gosling as the driver in Drive the TV show. Because there was perfect. already a show called Drive uh, along, uh, just in the early 2000s, had Nathan Fillion. People don't remember that mm. one. Oh, it's kind of a standard title. But <laughs> I do like this Sean Ferris idea. <laughs> well, what if they made a show about the movie with Mark DeCoscos and Kadeem oh. Hardison? See, that would be great. They can get DeCoscos. He's been on TV. You know. Right, so they can make a drive show, but it'll be based on the drive movie yeah. from the 90s. whenever that came out. Yeah. The 90s. Well, Kadeem Hardison, what was the show you talking Was that Another World? I, I believe it was A Different World. A Different World, sorry. <laughs> a Different World. <laughs> well, Another World it was a soap opera, I think. Right, right. <laughs> like All My Children. All those classic ones. Passions has had the monkey, right? I believe Passions had the monkey. I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. Um, I think yes. didn't we talk to Todd Gaines about this? I, I, oh, oh, uh, <laughs> I'm repeating uh, information. You know, he'll probably he'll listen to it and he'll probably remember. So he'll shake his head and say, "Why are they doing this again?" 
but we, unless there's more you wanted to say about Kadeem Hardison, another world, a different world, passions, yep. drive, uh, candy pots, yep. unless you had anything more about any of that, should have been an action star. Right, should have been an action star. Yeah, well, that was oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I was so today, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So now that we've done that, we have a good one that you have presented to me, and that is yes. John Mashita. Yes. So if people don't remember who John Mashita is, it was he, well, he was a mustachioed man who spoke really, really fast. That was uh, yeah. his gimmick. That was his claim to fame. I think yeah. he's in the Guinness Book of World Records as the fastest speaking man. So they put him in those micro machines commercials. Right. So, and in this movie, which I don't really have a title right now, but he, you figure you talk really fast. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you really fast. It's like, <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's me. <laughs> that's what you think it would be. I guess it would be that too, but an alternate version would be he would talk normally. It's like, or, I'm about to get... Or slower. Yes. Or talk slower? Yeah. Well, or like really slow. <laughs> well, I guess it wouldn't be that slow. Because <laughs> maybe he talks so quickly, right? but maybe he sounds like Dolph Lundgren or something. So in his regular speaking voice, I will get justice. I am John Machida. <laughs> so like... Right, and then it's like a darker Machida, yeah. Yes, he has a really cool like leather jacket. Still has the mustache. Got out the mustache. Kind of like, like I know this. Uh, I'm kind of going off topic with Machida, but if you know John Stossel, he has a cool mustache, right? So <clears throat> what? He could be an action star, by the way. Did we mention Stossel before? You know, some people have to keep the mustache. That's my point. You, you can't. Yeah, well, yeah, he would keep his mustache. There's no question about that. It's, yeah. I just, we've done so many of these, I can't remember if we've done Stossel, but we should. <laughs> we might have done Stossel, but Mashita, it would be the classic revenge tale. His family dies, like, oh, my family died really fast, my family died from drug dealers, my family died. <laughs> but then after he, he breaks, <laughs> he talks normally, and then he's out for revenge. I well, think maybe, is- like, he, he, he interrupts some baddies, <laughs> like assaulting his family and then in the yeah. course of that assault like he gets like punched in the throat yeah and that, that changes his way of speaking forever yes and you, you know he first was a happy-go-lucky guy speaking really quickly which i'm not gonna do again because it's kind of annoying <laughs> to do <laughs> but uh yeah i can like i like this and then he, he uh he gets his revenge jacket on it's gonna be great oh, oh. i agree i think this has a lot of potential yeah. voice of justice <laughs> okay yeah, yeah that's I, good i just thought of that so it's like <laughs> yeah yeah i like that i mean that, that what could be better i think that's the perfect title i'll just stop there so that's our uh, action star and then we have a cliche and, too um, yes which is the wacky taxi driver <laughs> so you know whenever one of the so the hero goes to the foreign country to investigate the missing person or to get revenge or to kill people yeah. you know there's usually a taxi driver the taxi driver is wacky and has like a wacky attitude and it's funny and yeah i have a good example of uh, an example of that which is deadly heroes with michael Paré and uh, jim michael vincent he's like oh you're going to this country you're going to you're going to israel it's like, i like israel i like america it's like, right there's fred what was the movie with fred spelled p-h-r-e-d yeah. It is behind enemy lines, the one of Thomas Ian Griffith. So. I mean, that's a that's one of the m- most memorable wacky taxi drivers. Yeah, it's like he was so WTDs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> WTDs. I like that. It's very WMDs. So it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Barely. Uh, yeah. So what can we say? They, 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 I think they, they're there to add a little humor and some spice to, instead of just having a guy drive the taxi, yeah. you know, usually they are somewhat comedic and provide the, some comic. Um, right. And the the guy in the backseat are a Paré or a Chuck Norris or somebody. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm American. You know, it's like, it's like are you American? Yes. It's like, where are you going? Israel. It's like, it's, which one was that actually i think that happened in um no escape the movie we mentioned we mentioned several times on this podcast the one with owen wilson oh wow uh, yeah i, <laughs> I think we, 
I think there was a taxi driver who loved Elvis, or I think it was Elvis. Might have been someone else. Might have been Tom Jones or Wayne Newton. <laughs> I, I just <laughs> Tom uh, Jones. I think Thomas Jones. But uh, <laughs> yeah, because this is a good segue. Uh, if you have any other examples of wacky, wacky taxi drivers, just uh, message me because there's at least ten of these examples. I can I, I just can't think of all of them. <laughs> Usually they're made by right, Canon. Yeah. yeah, Canon does it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, actually, well, yeah, to the the topic we're talking about today, um, which is basically going on a trip from L.A. to Miami. Now, you might be wondering what that is. You know, we, we're going to be talking about movies with L.A. in the title and maybe some yes. other place names. And then on a follow up episode, we're going to do Miami. So yeah. it's kind of like a trip across the country with, yeah. uh, with our titles. Yeah, the trip across America. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe some Before other places. Before we get to that, we have, yeah. we have something else, yeah. which yeah, is – one. Well, let me set this up. We have a special one-off segment today. This is not a segment we're going to be doing probably ever again. But <laughs> we were thinking – we got to thinking that you know we, talk, we were always talking about how much we were trying to find burning vengeance. And a loyal follower to the podcast and um, hey, Dave. to Ty's Instagram, Dave, he provided burning vengeance. So Thank we you. thought – you know, there's other movies we're looking for because, you know, you'd think with all the streaming services and cable channels and even eBay, we'd have access to everything we're looking for. Not true. No, we don't. There's movies that are very rare that we can't find. So if we broadcast what they are and we put the comeuppance warriors on this, maybe they could point us in the direction of finding these movies or maybe find them themselves. So we're just yeah. going to quickly read the movies we're looking for. Yes, I have 21 movies we're looking for right now. So okay. here I go. And they're in so alphabetical the, uh, order. Talk about them, obviously, because we've never seen them. We don't, so, <laughs> so these are just the titles. So here, okay. Ty, take it away. Here we go. We got American Chinatown, Blade Boxer, Blonde Fury, Blood Ring 2, <laughs> Cop Target, Dance from 1988, Demolition Highway, Eagle Island, also known as Ninja Mission 2, Evil Obsession with Corey Feldman, Frame Up 2, uh, Ground Rules with Sean Donahue, H-Bomb with Chris Mitchum and Olivia Hussey, The Last Season, I'm not doing a little more research on that, but it's, it's a rare movie you can maybe find, Lost Faith, Mean Tricks with Charles Napier, Mega Force, NIA, Ninja in Action, <laughs> The Protector, starring Frank Zagarino from 1998, Slow Burn with uh, William Smith from 1989, Tiger Fighting, and Tough Cops. Those okay. are all the titles. So those, are the movies. those are all the movies. So, I mean, out of those, I would think Mega Force might be the easiest to find because. Didn't oh, really? get it? Well, I mean, it got a VHS release, but I don't think it's been seen since. Um, I think the Mega uh, Vill. <laughs> I don't think Billy so. Zane. Not a very good movie. But any of those, if anyone could find them, uh, that would be very helpful. Yeah, if you can find them, great. Make a copy or just send me a message on Instagram. That's how you can find me. Tie Action Rocks on Instagram. Now we can talk about uh, going to our trip to L.A. Okay, so what is our first L.A. movie? Yes, your first L.A. movie is... One more moment, because <laughs> I, mean, I just oh. can ring the list. Here we go. We got L.A. Vice from 1989. All right, oh, I, all right L.A. Vice. So that's um, Lawrence Hilton Jacobs? Yes, L.H.J. <laughs> right, Just-tero, and it's a PM. The PM, Jostero. Jostero. Coviare. And William Smith uh, from uh, Slow Burn. So this is one of these chance movies. You know, there's right. That's a chance character of LHJ. Yes, and he's gonna co- come up very shortly again after this one, because he was in this one and the, and the next title I'll mention, and a movie called Chance. And he's a detective who hasn't seen this movie. He's a detective who shoots first, asks questions later, <laughs> and then. Uh, there's a wealthy newspaper magnate who's kidnapped by mobsters, and William Smith is hanging around, and 
Chance is get he hates all this bureaucratic red tape. So he goes out. You know, now is this? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, is this the one where we kind of I don't want to say invented, but kind of became aware of the revenge outfit? Because this yeah, new put on a revenge outfit. I think that might be L.A. Uh, heat. So. Oh, okay. Well, we'll be getting to uh, that. We'll be, I'll probably make it the next one in just a second. You know, to make this interesting, this is our 600th review on the website, is L.A. Vice. Oh. It's like, oh, that's cool. That's amazing that we watched all those movies up to then. That's, we posted it back in 2012. Oh, you know what? March 19th, 2012, not that far away ago, uh, nine years ago. <laughs> mm. um, but I think we, it's, it's an interesting movie. I mean, it's definitely a lower tier PM, like almost I think it's a city lights. But I think we uh, enjoyed oh. the movie. Um, well, give you said that LHJ is you know always cool. Uh, we say it's false prey to the standard low budget pitfalls, but overall it's, it's entertaining. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, yep. And I guess I'll go to the next one, um, which will be I guess LA Heat, <laughs> which also has Lawrence Hill and Jacobs. Right. Miles so following in the same. Uh, yeah. yeah, in the same footsteps as um, L.A. Vice. It's just yeah. yeah, it's almost like it's a sequel, really, because <laughs> it has John Chance. He's a co- the cop on the edge. Uh, then there's you know just, just another story of Chance and some drug dealers and all that stuff. Now the revenge outfit. I you know what that was Quiet Fire. Uh, oh, the right, okay. Right. So just to answer that for you. Because, you know, he had his Gold's Gym, uh, <laughs> you know, his outfit and all that stuff. <laughs> then he has a revenge jacket. I, hmm, L.A. Heat. I mean, <laughs> what do you remember about this one? <laughs> uh, not a lot, but once you start talking about it, I'm sure I will. I mean, it's obviously L.H.J. is out there doing stuff. He's doing stuff, and there's another uh, another mob boss named Silvio. And, <laughs> oh, Jim Brown's the captain this time. Um, not really much to say about this one. I mean, if you're out of, if you've seen the sweeper, zero tolerance, all the classic PMs, you want some more PM action. This is this would fit the bill, I think. Yeah, so, yeah, I think that's well said. And we say now it says you had four chances to win because <laughs> so, it has been four chance movies. Well, I, I I don't know if they ever thought about making a chance TV show, but it seems like that's what they were aiming for. That eventually Chance would have his own show. That's what you'd think. And, you know, there was a show called L.A. Heat or, and Wolf Larson. It was a PM TV show where they stole footage from PM <laughs> movies and, you know, smushed it into a 45-minute format. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's as close as yeah. they got, you know. And what's funny about that one, yeah, I'm not sure the title of the episode, but they just basically stole all this footage from Rage with Gary, Ol- Gary Oldman, Gary Daniels. <laughs> And they just kind of made up uh, Wolf Larson as Gary Daniels <laughs> from Rage. Because, you know, remember in Rage, he's kind of a bum a lot. And then it's uh, <laughs> he's always hiding and running away. Right. And, yeah. And so they just kind of refashioned Wolf Larson as Gary Daniels. It's really funny. <laughs> so it's that, like that, this that is not... very ridiculous because they don't look alike at all. No. <laughs> it's just like, wait, I've seen this footage before. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we can go to the next one. Uh, unless you want to keep talking about LA Heat. Oh, <laughs> I never saw the show, so I, I oh, no, no, the movie. Yeah. It's LA Heat, the movie. Oh, the movie. Um, no, I mean it's funny because it was wasn't in LA Vice. It was William Smith was the captain, right? Yeah, and now Jim Brown's the captain. Yeah, Jim Brown is the captain. So they had to get someone incoherent to be the captain, I guess. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Vice, he, you know, William Smith's voice is very extra. Um, I, I want to say gargly. I don't know. Yeah, it's like Oh, right. Here's the tagline for LA Heat: a gun, a badge, and the laws of chance. <laughs> well, that's good. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. You know, that reminds me. I when we watched LA Heat the movie. I think we saw it on a DVD from Netflix. I think it was edited. Do you remember this? Remember, it was like, it was like he's like a. Oh, maybe that was Chance. 
<laughs> I should just look up Chance before I get to the next movie so I don't sound confused. Um, I'll just do that right now. Is this the one with Todd McMaster, isn't it? And, um, uh, <laughs> so, I think that might have been Quiet Fire. With, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and, the politi- and the mayor was a wimp. Yeah, he's listening to the radio. It's like, Senator called him a wimp. And it's just a great radio broadcast from the movie. But you have to see the movie, so yeah. don't want to give away too much. Yeah, that was Quiet Fire. Uh, yeah. the Masters. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> uh, oh, maybe, oh, we did say it. Oh, it's not, did we say it? Oh, I guess I just remember that it was weirdly edited, the DVD, LA Heat. But we'll go to the next movie. I don't remember that. Yeah. All right, so the next movie is ah, here we go. We'll do L.A. Crackdown one, nineteen eighty nine. And this is another City Light slash. Well, it wasn't PM yet, right? Yes. No, uh, uh, yeah, it was City Lights, and it has your favorite two lines of dialogue from a certain character. Oh, I mean, I am Paul. Yeah. <laughs> and. Um. Something about chicken, salad, or yeah, something? Good memory. I always yeah. have salad with chicken, Paul. I am Paul. <laughs> yeah, this Paul character is just amazing. You just kind of have to see his line deliveries to believe him. But, yeah. um, uh, He's played by Jeffrey Olsen. And what a guy. I yeah. mean, <laughs> he, he is something to behold. So, yeah, this is a low-budget movie made by City Lights. Yeah. Um, but very, you know, well, entertaining enough. I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely this? a world unto itself. But I mean, I remember the great lines by Paul or Jeffrey Olsen, but well, those are, to me, what stands out. Yeah, it's a, the plot, as people haven't seen L.A. Crackdown 1, is that Karen Shore, played by Pamela Dixon, is a policewoman and chief member of something called the Social Youth Organization. Uh, and then she helps don, downtrodden girls of L.A., and then there's uh, some gangsters, you know, <laughs> these old gangsters or drug dealers. Let's see. So uh, it's very similar to the Glass Jungle with uh, what's his name again. <laughs> oh, that guy you like. Um, oh, <sighs> Lee Canalito. Yeah, Lee Canalito, because he had uh, funny uh, line readings and kind of. <laughs> kind of flat. Line readings as well. Yeah. Well, he was a boxer. I mean, not so much an actor. So we call it here, it's like a social drama with some gun shooting, uh, L.A. Crackdown. So it's not bad. It's definitely worth watching. I mean, if you uh, can find it, it's, yeah. it's, had, had it's an it? interesting look at low-budget uh, movie making. Oh, for sure. I think we watched it on YouTube because uh, we posted it just uh, a year or two ago. Um, let's see here. What is L.A. Crackdown 2? Wouldn't that be the next one? Yes. But I want to mention one more thing about L.A. Crackdown oh. 1, which uh, the music's by John Gonzalez, and it's a, it's a really cool kind of synth sounds. Best ever cues. With some funk that wouldn't sound out of place in the Mega Man video game. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Sounds familiar. I mean, yes. Well, I mean, John Gonzalez does a lot of uh, music for these PM City Lights movies, and a lot of the music he makes is really uh, outstanding. Um, but... Uh, you have to watch the movies to hear it because first off, you'd have to find the movies. Second off, there was never any sort of release of any of this music to my knowledge. So yeah, uh, worth checking out. Now the next movie, of course, as you, as you mentioned, is LA Crackdown 2. And what's really funny is LA Crackdown 1 says it was made in 1989, right? Mm-hmm. So for LA Crackdown 2, it says it was made in 1988. So wait a <laughs> second. <laughs> Hold yeah, your horses. <laughs> You can go back in time to make L.A. Crackdown 2 first. <laughs> Maybe it's like American Kickboxer 1. Which, oh, why yeah. do they call it American Kickboxer 1? I, I don't know. Uh, I don't <laughs> Maybe they shot him at the same t- time? Yeah, that's a must be. Maybe it's a mix-up on IMDb. That's how we kind of get our years stuff for these uh, reviews. So, L.A. Crackdown 2. Uh... <laughs> Okay, so the plot is a a guy named Michael is released from prison and goes back to his old gang of bank robbers. Uh, Karen is back. <laughs> and, That's good. Well, she was there in the beginning, you know, because yeah. she was there first because the sequel <laughs> came out before the other movie. <laughs> but then people wanted more Karen, apparently. You know, I guess so. Store shelves. <laughs> uh, and then there's 
because she's a policewoman now. There's a there's a white yelling chief yelling at her, and then mm. much. Also, there's a serial killer on the loose. There's a lot going on <laughs> in this one. Um, let's see. I mean, it's, uh, we, we thought it was just okay, but since we have a lot, of, uh, has plenty of 80s style with people's hair well, and clothes. Like, right, that's what I look for. So, I mean, to me, that's almost enough to, to carry a whole movie. So, yeah, you know, even smoke. if the movie itself is not the best. Yeah, I agree with that because it's like, oh, I like seeing this kind of atmosphere. So. Yeah. So if you like that, it's it's worth finding. They should release both of them on like a, a Blu-ray or something. That would yeah, be cool. cool. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I totally I can totally see that from like uh, Shout Factory or something like that. Yeah, Shout Factory or Vinegar Syndrome. Um. Hmm. And there's a song. Oh, do we recommend this one? I guess we thought it was just okay, just like the first one. I think the first one's just a little bit better because it has Paul. So. Right, Paul kind of makes it because that one has all the '80s style too, but it also has yeah. Paul. So that yeah. kind of hits the top. <laughs> and Paul is hilarious. He, I am Paul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, was, oh, there's, there's a song. Was Go ahead. Oh, it's called it too. Yeah. Lost in the Night by Lucy Suster. Suster. Yeah. That's a movie that's highlight. Yeah, I. Uh, uh, what does it sound like? Is it awesome. like uh, living on the edge of night? <laughs> I think it is like that. It's like oh. lost in the night. Yeah, if, <laughs> if I remember, and if I remember correctly, yes, it is a song like that. Yeah, I'll have to look that up later. I'll try to remember. Yeah, to look look, that yeah up. Lucy Sustar. Yeah, interesting. If I can find it, I'll, I'll look it up. Okay, right, cool. All right, so our next movie is L.A. Street Fighters. Now, if I'm not now, mistaken, you did not see this one, right? Correct. So you're, you're on your own. Okay, so it's also called Ninja Turf. It's from the kind of the makers of Miami Connection. Which we'll be talking about on the Miami episode when we get yes, to that. Yes, we will. Uh, the plot is two 30-year-old high school students. <laughs> They're just, you know, fighting the tongs and, uh, and the Yakuza all this stuff. I mean, they... <laughs> The review's kind of silly because there's not, there's not much really going on in the movie, but there's a lot of silly stuff. Like the the the, the yakuza has has a funny chant. It's spike them, kill them, kill. <laughs> and then there's a Latino gang that goes chino chino chino. Really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds great. This is this is a movie I will probably watch someday, but just not yet. I'm not even sure. Oh, I'm not even sure how I even watch this one. Maybe it was some old Netflix disc or something. I think it must have been, yeah. Yeah, because I don't have a copy. It's very difficult to find. Uh, well, if Miami just, Connection got released, but I'm sure this will someday. I hmm, I can't even say one of these lines of dialogue here. You have to read the <laughs> review to find out. But um, <laughs> there's a lot of silly dialogue that's uh, he's like, you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, that sounds good. Yeah, you're a big chump. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, good friend. <laughs> uh, it's almost Paul-level dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also a new genre. We call it fork fighting. This is a hit of a movie. Because it's so kind of junky. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's off-kilter, right? Kind of like yeah, Miami Connection. I mean, that's what I'm imagining. Yeah, if you, it's like the beginnings of Miami Connection, but called L.A. Street Fighters. So definitely worth watching. Yeah, hopefully that will get a good release soon from someone like a Vinegar Syndrome. That would be good. Yeah, and it's funny. I, I guess it was also on beta. So, yeah, a lot of movies were at the time. That's pretty cool. I mean, wait, do we ever have a beta player from... Oh, uh, we did, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Did you ever rent beta? Ah. Uh... I think I it is possible that we went to movie time mm-hmm. um, and I either rented Robocop or Howard the Duck on beta. If I'm That's not saying cool. this is going way, way back in my memory banks, because I think you had a choice. Like, I think I remember uh, whoever we were with, maybe mm-hmm. it was dad. I don't know. Okay. The, the guy from movie time gives you the choice. Like, would you like to rent RoboCop on VHS or beta? And, uh, <laughs> and that awesome. was a choice that you were given. And I, 
believe that was the choice for RoboCop and Howard the Duck. Um, that's pretty cool. That's, yeah, that's the best of my recollection. I mean, everyone said the beta looked and sounded better than VHS. Well, yes, right? and and yes, that was what people said, which is why I think in like newsrooms, they still use some form of beta because the quality huh. is better. And also in the 80s, you know, things were getting smaller, you know, cars were getting smaller, yeah. watches, everything was getting smaller and beta was smaller. So it is hmm. kind of interesting that VHS won the format wars because beta seemed to have have it all, you know. Um, yeah, but it, it's not it's the way it went. You know, you know these, all these like console wars or VCR wars. Oh yeah, it's fascinating to see what yeah. well, HD DVD or or Blu-ray and yeah. Uh, um, and there's always Coca-Cola. some sort of format war. Uh, soda war, you know. Well, soda war is <laughs> very similar. Yeah. Well, who won the soda wars? I mean, it was a Coke or Pepsi. I think it's just the tie because it's it's like not like Coke knocked out and it's not around anymore. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's sort of an impasse, I guess. Yeah. I mean, because you know, Coke made some errors on the way, like Coke Two, New Coke, and um, other things. Um, and then Crystal Pepsi had Crystal Pepsi, um, right? Uh, so doesn't, doesn't, doesn't do, Anthony yeah. have some Crystal Pepsi in his? I'll ask him. Yeah, like our friend Anthony, if you're listening, about yeah. hi, I'll tell the story. Hey, buddy. Uh, like way, like when Crystal Pepsi first came on the scene, like I guess he bought one or something, and <laughs> they had like an extra um, a refrigerator in their garage, as some people do, and I guess he just never drank it, left it in there for years, years, and then <laughs> like apparently like the, either the um, the refrigerator died or they just got a new one. When they got the new refrigerator, they transferred the can of Crystal or maybe bottle of Crystal Pepsi into the new refrigerator and they just left it in there. <laughs> so they transferred it in. Uh, it's almost like it became a staple of their lives, like just a part of their lives. So, oh, the Crystal Pepsi in the refrigerator in the garage. It's like always there. I guess there's something comforting about that. That's really, really great. I always love that story. Yeah, they, they transferred it over. They could have gotten rid of it, but they didn't. They transferred it over to the new refrigerator. That's just amazing. That's really um, funny. Because that is it back now? Because I know I know cheese balls are back and Dunkaroos. I, I would cheese. Did cheese balls ever really go away? Or there was something related to cheese balls. But oh no, like, it was that gross thing with the red stick. Remember? Oh. Right, what's it called? Like, oh, not that again. I can't remember. You know, the, the cheese you you, you spread on some crackers. What's it called? Yeah, again? It's, handy it's snacks. Oh, handy. Yeah, it's like yeah, we had to yeah. look that up earlier. Yeah, I didn't uh, look that up just now. Yeah. I just remembered. <laughs> um, you know, it's crackers, and then there's like some very kind of questionable cheese that you spread on the crackers <laughs> with this little red stick, which doesn't even work that well for spreading, if no, I recall. No, it didn't. It, it always fell off the. There's a spread, there's a stick. It just like and it, it slops up on the floor. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so that that was that's no good. They shouldn't bring that back unless they can somehow improve the technology of, you know, spreading at least crackers with the cheese already on it. Why do you why do you need to spread it yourself <laughs> with a little red stick? Um, it's funny. It's better technology for the stick and the cheese because the cheese was questionable. <laughs> Yes, it was. It was very gloppy and it's made of some form of chemical that you probably don't want to eat. <laughs> we should probably get to the last LA movie. Oh, yes, that was talk- on everybody. No, I just. <laughs> oh, I only cracked on too. Uh, that was a good one. Like- <laughs> oh, people love our tangents. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like talking about handy snacks or cheese balls or Dunkaroos. If um, you any of those foods, write into us today. Tell us which was your favorite. Yeah, and we'll we'll uh, send out the well, email after the before the episode is over. <laughs> so I guess to, like, talk about the the plugs. Yeah, the plugs. Stuff. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. plug the web website and the email, all that great stuff. <laughs> okay. So our last L.A. movie is L.A. Bounty. Oh, great movie! This is really good. This is like one of the best. You saved the best for last. I did. Yes. Ruger. Yeah, I got to talk about Ruger for a minute. Great hero played by Sybil Danning. This is like the role Sybil Danning was born to play, you could say, because she really relishes being a tough guy. And I do think that's a fair thing to say. She's like a tough guy. Yeah. Um, She's like acid wash uh, jeans, a leather jacket. Oh, it's so great. And she has like this awesome shotgun. The movie delivers the goods. And then on top of that, that could be a movie in itself. You have 
a really a career best performance by Wings Hauser <laughs> yes. as Kavanaugh. Yes. And Wings goes off the rails as you want him to do. He totally delivers the Wings goods. And as an opponent for Sybil Danning, who is this is one of her career best. Yeah. It's just what else can you say? The match made in heaven. It is. It really is. And it delivers like, they, you know, so many times you these actors get together in a movie and the results are lackluster. This yeah. is not. This is something you got to see if you haven't. It's just pure fun. It's definitely available. So it's available. I think on- it a release. Oh, it did? Are you going to buy it? Um, yeah, I, I would. Yeah. So, so, so it's easily have, available. Get it. Yeah, just buy it now. Buy it while you're listening to this. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you can do that. You can just listen to stuff while you buy things. Oh, um, sure. I do it all the time. Yeah, so I, we might have mentioned a little bit about L.A. Bounty with uh, Matt on his Wings episode on the Wings of Love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> a great song and title um yeah we said the wings gone wild he's 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 laughing he's screaming he skips <laughs> it's like it, he has a layer i don't want to give too much away it's just uh it's <laughs> it's awesome and, and simple thing just is rocks in it i can't believe it it's so great yeah, there's uh, at least one great moment I don't want to give away that I, that yeah. happens in the movie that it makes kind of makes the movie uh, what it is. Yeah, it definitely delivers the goods. It has these guitar riffs, blares <laughs> the soundtrack. This is a four star movie, basically. <laughs> yeah. So if you're yeah, gonna see yeah. any one of these LA movies, see LA Bounty. Absolutely. Now we only have a few more left before it goes. Uh, which I'm gonna go right to Arizona Heat, which is kind of a bad movie. Um, it had so much potential. That's the thing. It, Michael Parks and Denise Crosby. Right? If you yes, it's the problem is you don't care. You don't, the plot is just boring. It's about like a serial killer in Arizona, basically. Because you we all love Michael Parks. We all love him as Tank in uh, Club Life. <laughs> well, and, and I mean, and everything else he's ever done. Yeah, I mean, he's amazing. Yeah. Same thing with Denise Crosby. Great, perfect. Putting them together, genius idea. But I just, it didn't, it didn't fly. It just, no, it's not written well because you know Larry Park, Larry, because his name is Larry. <laughs> Michael Parks is named Larry Kapinski. He's a cop uh, on the edge. He's rude and crude, and has a bad attitude. Okay. And uh, <laughs> Denise Crosby is her is his new partner. Play. Her name is Jill Andrews. And uh, the quote, the great coaching course, they're as different as hot dogs and sushi. <laughs> right, because he's like a, a, you know, like a caveman type guy who yeah. uh, believes women should be, you know, barefoot in the kitchen. And she's right. a feminist of some sort. Yeah, she's like a feminist, yeah. Yeah, and like, sparks will fly. Yeah, <laughs> what's going to happen? Will they get along or kill each other first? <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, or yeah, or they kill each other, or the or the serial killer, you know. Exactly. Uh, but it's just not but, oh, done sorry. well. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I, my memory is that it's very repetitive. Like they hit yeah. some of those same beats as they say over and over again. You know. Yes. It, it, it doesn't really the plot in the movie itself doesn't really evolve or it doesn't do it well. Is my recollection. Yeah, it spins its wheels and. I remember that. I was like, get on with this. It's like, yes, <laughs> yes, we get it. You two are different. <laughs> uh, and it it's still drilling this point at 80 minutes. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's a disappointment. I hate to say that. Yeah, however, the cover art, the European art, which is yes. completely ripped off from 48 Hours. Yes. Um, but it's not too often you see someone giving the middle finger in movie poster yeah. art. So <laughs> that's nice to see. But um, well, Denise Crosby gives her thumbs down. It's like <laughs> right, exactly. So, you know. So this is not a recommended movie. Unless you, no, it is not. Unless you like Michael Parks, which is, well, don't we all? So Yeah, I mean, I think this falls in the category is if you're browsing through your local Goodwill and you happen to see yeah. it, you could buy it for a dollar, but don't, yeah. you know, go online and pay big money no. for it. No, we saw, I think, on Amazon Prime. So we basically saw, we saw it for free. <laughs> so, our second to last movie is, let's see if this is really a place, Raiders of Atlantis. <laughs> I know this is very controversial when you're trying to find all the place names. Is Atlantis a place? I... 
saying <laughs> at the very least it was, yeah. if, if not is. So let's just include it. Well, it's kind of like uh, what the triangle. What's the place that people get? Triangle? The what? The Bermuda Triangle. It's, yeah, that's a real place, right? Well, so. yeah, it is. Because it's, it's yeah, it's yeah between Florida, Bermuda, and what's the triangle? Puerto Rico. I did I, yeah. off the top of my head, but th- I mean that is obviously a real place as far as what's going on there. I do think some mysterious things have happened there so oh i and the Bermuda triangle absolutely so yeah we just don't know because no one ever admits anything because they're <laughs> they're disappeared exactly so i think we would know more about the bermuda triangle but there's been 20 disappearances so you know <laughs> um, we never get the truth about these things anymore you know no Bermuda triangle no bigfoot yeah, or I, yeah or, um yeah, you know, because there are all these shows like Conspiracy Alien Files and yeah. Conspiracy Conspiracy Files. I think yeah. it, they're trying, but if anything, <laughs> it kind of muddies the waters a bit, you know. Because then um, they'll disclassify it some more. So it's like. Right, and they'll talk about it, and they'll get some talking head uh, to talk about it. And, and some egghead, you know, it's like, yeah, the Mirror Triangle is a really weird place. We don't know much yeah. about it, though. Right, it's like I could be a talking head on any show, you know. <laughs> Do you I, want to be an egghead on Alien uh, Files? Not about egghead, and, you know. But, <laughs> well, but it's like like it's just your bit when they every have like these documentaries about Jimi Hendrix, and then they'll oh. like show a musician saying, "Great guitar player, oh, Jimi <laughs> Hendrix, great guy, amazing guitar player." It's like what thank a- you for your contribution, you zero. It's like yeah. you didn't actually say anything, you know. The, where's the insight? Where's the penetrating depth that we all want just someone saying the obvious why is that even in the documentary and i always never liked like we know that Jimi hendrix is a great guitar player well that would be a great contrary opinion but uh you're not going to see that unless you know it's like this is meant for like maybe like children who don't know anything about anything and they you have to start from absolute scratch you know um, There's a funny thing about that. And, you know, I, they were interviewing Lloyd Coffin for something, and it says, the guy in the back says, can you say what your name is? And it looks like, why? You didn't, <laughs> why do I have to say my name? It's like, because you always see that in documentaries. It's like, hi, my name is, you know, you know, <laughs> Lloyd Kaufman. I'm from Troma. You know, it's like, yeah, I always, then like, yeah, we know. It says it on your name on the screen. With the yeah, so it's on the Chiron anyway. Why do you need to say it? It's, I um, think it sounds more dramatic. That's my guess. Yeah. There's a, a lot on that Penn Teller show on Showtime. It's like, oh, so. or, see, a lot of those people we don't know who they are. You know what I mean? Like if you're just some person, oh, that's a good point. We know who Lloyd teacher, Yeah, well, obviously we don't know who you are. You know, yeah. whereas Lloyd <laughs> Kaufman, I feel like people know who he is. You know? Or there's like someone really like even more famous, like let's say like Bruce Springsteen. Like, hi, my name is Bruce Springsteen. It's like, yeah. Well, they do that in those stupid public service announcements where, you know, they well, cut all the stuff together. So it's like one person saying, please oh, stop. And then the next person says littering or whatever. Yeah, stop, <laughs> like they cut stop, it all together because it's supposed to look really cool. Um, stop the littering. Yeah. Help the recycle. Community. Yeah, so, yeah, they have them all say it and they cut it all together. It's like, that's not that. that I don't think that's as cool as they think it is. You know, it's. Oh, and again, like Martin Sheen or something. Yeah, yeah, it's always Martin Sheen. Why is he in like every public service announcement? Because <laughs> um, he's in that public service announcement and with um uh <laughs> about voting. Okay, now I forgot her name. Morgan Fairchild. It's on those uh, Imperial VHS tapes. Well that way, he started doing this way back, you know. Yeah. Like, he probably thought, well, this is just something I do like all the time. <laughs> you know. And uh, she didn't even say hi I'm Morgan Fairchild or hi I'm Martin Sheen. It's it's but they have put their uh initials are their a signature it's like martin sheen morgan fairchild i'm voting <laughs> see that's more fun and then you know and then sometimes some, they get like some really questionable celebrities to be in these like ones that have <laughs> criminal records you know <laughs> not, not sure like who is I don't know, like Chris Brown or someone. I don't know. Tim it's Allen's like, name of criminal record? You know, yeah, it's like, you know, why, why is he here? Like, you have a criminal record. Like, now I'm supposed <laughs> to listen to you? I mean, not that, you know, you can't t- turn your life around, which obviously yeah. don't right. love you can. But, rehab, bro. Uh, yeah, I just think it's funny. It's, <laughs> it's like, 
Well, let's, let's get some criminals to tell us what to do and how to behave. <laughs> That's what's that gonna happen. Sense. They're going to cut together like Charles Manson and like Ted Bundy. <laughs> Stop the serial killing community. Yeah. It's like Yeah, yeah. I mean why not just do that? Let's yeah. Let's get <laughs> some murderers to you know. Um, <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> uh what a world. <laughs> we live in a great world, don't we? So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. We're supposed to talk about Raiders of Atlantis. Uh, well, it's a, it's a Ruggiero or Ruggiero Diodato movie, yeah. uh, Italian, very yeah. kind of over the top, entertaining, silly, uh, you know, but these yeah. punks that run the streets, right? It's pure fun. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a group of scientists played by a nerd, <laughs> a nerd named Saunders, played by George Hilton. Interesting that George Hilton uh, played a nerd. I don't think he did that too much. And then Bruce Barron, a guy who's seen <clears> all these black movies, his name is Crystal Skull. His name is Crystal Skull? Yeah, that's what it says. Yeah, it sounds like a girl's name. <laughs> Hi, I'm Crystal, uh, hi guys, it's Crystal Skull. <laughs> oh, like one of these YouTube Channel. people, yeah. 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 Hi guys. Welcome to my makeup tutorial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is Crystal Skull's makeup tutorial. Hi guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny stuff. Yeah. So, as you just said, it's pure fun. It's hard to really, yeah, that's the plot. Yeah, he will defeat the punks. Really? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really have much of a plot from what I remember, but I do actually think this is one of Diodato's best movies. Well, I don't know what the release history on, of this is. I, I'm obviously got a VHS release. I don't know if it's on Blu-ray. I can check or DVD, yeah. but um, I'll take it if it's for a low price because the tape that's released by Prism is like $150 <clears throat> or not I mean, even available. What would Diodato's, you know, Notoriety. I mean, I think most people know him for Cannibal Holocaust. This is, um, up, it's certainly a heck of a lot more entertaining than Cannibal Holocaust. That's a tough um, set. I mean, if people yeah. like it, great. But yeah, this is better. <laughs> yeah, it's but, like he said, okay, we're gonna have we're gonna have some fun. Because this has it's, all this classic. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I, I don't think. No, there's no U.S. Blu-ray for Raiders well, of Atlantis as of this recording. Well, um, it says it's part of the Grindhouse Experience Volume Two DVD set. Oh, okay. It was out of print and still found cheaply found on Amazon. But here's the thing: we posted this review in 2014. <laughs> so, mm. uh, but I do want to say, if you want more incentive to watch this movie, there's awesome classic blowups, exploding helicopters, pew pew lasers, and you know, classic high body count. It says you have a complete night of entertainment in front of your VCR. <laughs> No, I agree with that. And yeah, there is a, a standalone DVD as well, I see. So it's it's out there. Um, so I can do one more, or do you okay. want to wrap this up? Because we have – I have Action USA, which is like the – that could be maybe oh. the last one because it's all the USA. <laughs> um, that's true. And, and, and to talk about saving the best for last, I mean yeah, – maybe, we, maybe we'll hang on to that one. So well, maybe, no, let's do it. Oh, you want to do it? Okay. I, well, yeah, because we'll be talking about other movies once we uh, do the return trip, as we'll yeah. probably call it, for, to Miami. Not that we live in Miami, but going yeah. back across the country. Um, so to cap off this episode, we'll talk about one of the best movies of the 80s, really, in the action genre. Um, What's great about this episode, really, is that most of these movies came out in 1988 or 1989. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we always say on the website that those are some of the best years for video stores because we had the, the full eighties to stock up, you know, your store, you know, yeah. so video stores are at their height. So you, we had the full, you know, the full eighties, you know, from 80 to 89 to yeah. put, you know, to fill up shelf space at your video store. So nine so many... was a high watermark for video stores. I, I gotta love that. And we also really gotta love about actually say is the cover, because if you look at the cover of the movie, it's a huge explosion. The guy flying out of a window. It's like well, I mean, it's a movie made by stunt people. Yeah, right? it's all so made by stunt guys. John Stewart, the stunt man. Yeah, so, and so it's almost like they're wanting to show off, you know, show what they can do. You know, when they're put in charge of making a movie, what would a bunch of stunt people do? Well, they would make a movie filled with awesome stunts, and which is what they did. So amazing. talk about a movie that delivers. This really uh, delivers. I can't believe this delivery. It starts right at the beginning and delivers because with the guy's awesome license plate, the close-up, Sleek One. Yes, so, Sleek One. It's like a Corvette or some sort of awesome car, and his license yeah. plate is Sleek One. The plot is, you know, it's kind of like a lethal weapon kind of plot, just to kind of, you know, um, do that. So, 
that's like there's not much really to oh it, I can't I can't speak because it's so exciting to talk about this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I found it for about twenty five plus dollars on Amazon a long time ago because I was like I, I was like I gotta buy this movie. How much is twenty five thirty dollars? Oh, all right, I'm gonna get it because <laughs> I heard about it. It was so awesome. It was made by Stuntman. All this great stuff. Um, and it's eighty minutes. So it's eighty minutes of pure <laughs> fun. And now it's yeah. somewhat available yeah. now. Well, yeah, I mean, because. Um, you want to talk about the plot before we? Oh yeah, I mean, okay. sure. Go ahead. Okay, so it's about these cops, you know, Panama, uh, <laughs> and Osborne. Oh, well, Osborne's played by uh, Gregory Scott Cummings, and right, Panama great. is played by uh, he's Panama is like the Murtaugh, uh, <laughs> William Hubbard <laughs> now, Knight. Right, I'm not familiar with him really, except for this movie. And of course, it has Ross Hagen, Cameron Mitchell, and. Hoke Hall and William Smith. He's back again. Right, so all the, the, the standard cast of characters for these sort of B-movie things. He, those yeah. names pop up a lot. Yeah. You gotta love Hoke Hall. You gotta love Bourne, yeah, right? Did he do yeah, it? he was in Bourne. Was, I think was he was also in... Um, I don't what, know. Was it, was it Hack-A-Lantern? Or, or that might be High Pike. Okay, good. Of, of Hoke Howells and Hack-A-Lantern could be Hoke-A-Lantern? Yeah, it could be, but I think I'm confusing him with High Pike. Oh, another one all the time. I love it. I think it's it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, so I guess the plot is, you know, it's, um, you know, it's, it's like Lethal Weapon, but it has a lot of, you know, drug dealers and gangsters fighting for all this money, and it really mm-hmm. just kind of has all these cool stunts stringing along, it, stringing along the plot. And I'm, I'm making it sound like it's like, no, it's an awesome movie. And does this also have living on a credit card? <laughs> no, living on a credit card is fear with Frank oh. Stallone. Oh. Well, what's um, the song from Action USA? Uh, we don't have a song that we mentioned in the review. We talk about... I um, sworn there was a similar I think there is song. a song, but we didn't really mention it. But there's a cool, you know, wah-wah pedal and the fist-pumping soundtrack. Oh, Okay. It's a highly recommended movie. Yeah. Um, one of the best of the yeah. time and all time, probably. All time. Um, just a lot of fun. Absolutely. And I know it's it's more available now and for the most part. Well, it will be because yeah. Vinegar Syndrome released it, but it was one of those limited releases. And yeah. I don't know if you can get the Vinegar Syndrome release, but not to fear because MVD is going to be releasing it um, be soon as of this writing. Um, and I believe that's going to have an extra that's not on the Vinegar Syndrome release. So if you missed out on the Vinegar Syndrome release, you're going to get uh, another bite at the apple. Oh, yeah. I'll, uh, I, I'll take the bite. You know, I have the tape. It's my most precious tape. <laughs> yes, I know. But but this is going to have extras that you don't have. That's true. I don't have extras on the tape, except for maybe the – I don't think the thing about voting is on there. <laughs> because an imperial David Hefner uh, 1-800 number to get his albums. Is it 1-800-David for uh... – <laughs> It might be. I just that was on Prime Target. Uh, I rewatched it last year. And a lot of Heaven or VHS movies have like an infomercial kind of a, um, call now. Uh, no CODs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no CODs. If people did call now and called David Hevner to get his album and all you know, that stuff, I wonder if people really did that. I'd like to believe they did. And was there one with Cynthia Rothrock? Like, hi, I'm Cynthia Rothrock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. It was like, here's a preview of my new movie. It's like, that's cool. They got to do like these extras. Oh, on... And Gedrick. Gedrick did it for Rooftops. Oh, Gedrick. Yeah, for on Rooftops. Yeah. If, well, not on the Rooftop tape, but if you watch the movie that had a Rooftop trailer, like, hi, I'm Jason Gedrick. This is my new movie, Rooftops. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can see why he'd be proud of Rooftops. It's. I, I know you, you're a big fan of Roof. I liked it. I think you were yeah. a bit more of a fan than I was, but I did like it. Something about it kind of clicked for me. I don't know because it had way more suspense and all this wacky stuff going on. Like this is pretty good. I like the rooftops. <laughs> we already talked <laughs> about right, that. Right. Your rooftops were, you know, it got more of a push in video stores than some other movies. I think it was directed by Robert Wise. I mean, yeah, it was old, I think, but it's it's, he probably saw it as like an '80s version of West Side Story. <laughs> right. Uh, we talked about this before in another episode oh, yeah, about oh, the okay. Gedrick uh, rooftops tape and oh. you know West Side Story. You know, Sorry, I can't remember <laughs> what okay. we talked about. Yeah, you, know, you know the Hammerhead Sharks versus the New York Jets, right? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very accurate to the original state play. Yeah, that, that's seen. the original uh, original people. So, <laughs> but we could probably end on there. Yeah. Well, uh, well there's no better there. place to end if we're going to end on uh, Action USA. Um, yeah, we're ending on Action USA, not West Side Story. It's like, <laughs> no, no, no. I've never oh, seen. No. I've never seen it either. I'm just, yeah. I'm, I, I was never really interested in Broadway or yeah. like Broadway musicals. So I, I haven't seen most of them because I, I was just never interested. I saw the sound of music in school, and but there's action. In that. You know, Christopher Plummer shoots at Nazis of a machine gun. He's a machine gun in Sound of Music. Let's not forget about that. Right. So <laughs> this is good to know. Anytime there's action where you might not expect, that's always good. Like in the movie Far and Away, there's punch fighting. Oh. Yeah, Tom Cruise is a punch fighter in it. And there's a fair amount of punch fighting movie, extra boring, but there's punch fighting in it. <laughs> so Tom Cruise doesn't yeah. punch fight anymore. So. Is that the only movie where Tom Cruise punch fights? Yes. I can double check that maybe, but I know in, people need to, <laughs> Tom Cruise needs to go back far and away too, really far <laughs> away. <laughs> well, as I, I might have said before, I think the only reason why they called the movie Far and Away was so critics would say, Far and Away, the best movie of the year. <laughs> I, mean, I, I do think that was a bit of bait for, for critics that would be reviewing the movie. Total critic um, bait. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if they were to edit it down from like two and a half hours or whatever it is to like 20 minutes where it's just the punch fighting scenes – you know, it would be as good as any of the punch fighters with Evan Lurie and um, Dale Apollo Cook, right? Or Matthias Hughes or something. Whoa, Tom Cruise versus Matthias Hughes in a punch oh, yeah, fighter. Cruise versus Hughes. Yeah, yeah perfect. Yeah, you you could say it right on the freaking cover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'd be like Wesley and Woody. It'd be like Cruise yeah. and Hughes. Yeah, Cruise and Hughes. <laughs> I like that. Well, that's a great way to end it. I mean, we can do yes. a, we'll do the plugs. Uh, right now, I guess, which is uh, we got the website, oh, which is comeupinterviews.net, which is also the same thing on Facebook. And Instagram is Thai Action Rocks, Twitter is Thai Comeupins. And we got your email uh, crpodcast at yahoo.com. Yes. And also, thanks for listening. We yes. really do appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I know this is kind of an unorthodox kind of episode. Um, yeah. But we're always trying to come up with different ideas that maybe other people aren't doing. And I'm pretty sure people haven't done this. Yeah, there's an L.A. And then we'll do Miami and some other uh, wacky places. We want to give it away. Right. But we have some Miami places and some other places in yeah. store for the second volume. Or pro- yeah. you know, I don't know if we're going to do a third version. I think it's no, just going to no, be L.A. and Miami. L.A. Miami and like a few extra places. And we'll probably do it in yeah. a couple of weeks, something like that. So, yeah, because I'm sure we'll have some guests and then yeah, we have connoisseur of AIP. Yeah. Oh yeah, AIP. We got to do AIP because we're doing AIP April for the website starting this Thursday. So. Right. So if you're if you're caught up and you're listening to this when it airs, uh, AIP is a April is a thing we do on the website to celebrate the AIP company. So we're going to be doing more reviews than usual, all AIP movies. Yeah. Um, Two weeks. Yes. So it'll it's it's just um, kind of a yearly thing we do. I don't know if we're gonna be able to do it next year, but uh, <laughs> yeah, right we might be on the AIPs. But since the pretty much the beginning of the website, we've always done what we call AIP April. So watch out for that and come up yeah. interviews dot net. Awesome. So I guess all right. Well, that's, that's it. it. So thanks, thanks again for, for listening. listening. Yeah, and um, I'll say goodbye, and um, maybe we'll get John McLaughlin into oh, a wish sure. so good. <clears throat> Bye-bye. Starring Pamela Dixon as policewoman Karen Shaw should start making the major studios seriously nervous. It's a well-crafted film. What makes L.A. Crackdown succeed is not just the talented actors, but the superb direction by Joseph Mayerhe. This from the words of Mark Cartwright, Hollywood Hotline. You'll love L.A. Crackdown. It comes off extremely well. The plot is fairly complex, the acting is believable, and the camera work is great, says Jim Thompson, Video News.
if ever a film deserved a sequel, it's L.A. Crackdown. You talk really fast, like yeah, yeah, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, I'm gonna kill you really fast. It's like, so, <laughs> yes, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna kill you. 